0: i
1: the Anchor.fm app for podcasting. Learn the ABC, everything under the sun. You can learn for free with the Anchor.fm
2: By Robert Frost. When I see birches bend to left and right across the lines of straighter, darker trees, I like to think some boys been swinging them doesn't bend them down to stay as ice storms do often you must have seen them loaded with ice a sunny winter morning after a rain they click upon themselves as the breeze and turn many colored as the stir cracks and crazes their enamel soon the sun's warmth makes them shed crystal shells shattering and avalanching on the snow crust. Such heaps of broken glass to sweep away. You'd think the inner dome of heaven had fallen. They are dragged to the withered, racking, by the load and they seem not to break though once they are bowed so low for long they never right themselves you may see their trunks arching in the woods years afterwards trailing their leaves on the ground like girls on hands and knees that throw their hair before them over their heads to dry in the sun but i was going to say when truth Broke in with all her matter of fact about the ice storm. I should prefer to have some boy bend them as he went out and in to fetch the cows. Some boy too far from town to learn. Baseball, whose only play was what he found himself, summer or winter, and could play alone. One by one, he subdued his father's trees by riding them down over and over again until he took the stiffness out of them and not one but hung limp, not one was left for him to conquer. He learned all there was to learn about not launching out too soon and so not carrying the tree away clear to the ground. He always kept his poise to the top branches, climbing carefully with the same pains you to fill a cup up to the brim and even above the brim. Then he flung outward, feet first, with a swish, kicking his way down through the air to the ground. So was, so was I once myself a swinger of purchase. And so I dream of going back to be. It's when I'm weary of considerations and life. Is too much like a pathless wood where your face burns and tickles with the cobwebs broken across it. And one eye is weeping from a twigs having lashed across it open like to get away from earth a while and then come back to it and begin over. May no fate willfully misunderstand me and half grant what I wish and snatch me away not to return the right place for love. I don't know where it's likely to go better. I'd like to go by climbing a birch tree and climb black branches up a snow-white trunk toward ward heaven till the tree could bear no more but dipped its top and set me down again. That would be good both going and coming back. One could do worse then be a swinger of birches.
0: will end in fire, some say in ice,
3: from what I've tasted and desire.
4: generations well into this century, the United States was still paying our pensions to the heirs of Civil War soldiers. We honor treaties that date back some 200 years, despite no one being alive, and signed those treaties. Many of us would love to be taxed to these your we are American citizens, and thus bound to a collective enterprise that extends beyond individual, and personal reach. It would seem ridiculous to dispute invocations of the founders of the greatest generation on the basis of a lack of membership in either group. We recognize our lineage as a generational trust, as inheritance. And the real dilemma posed by reparations is just that, a dilemma of inheritance. It is impossible to imagine America without the inheritance of slavery. As historian Ed Baptist has written, enslavement, quote, shaped every crucial aspect of the economy and politics of America so that by 1836, more than 600 million, almost half of the economic activity in the United States derived directly or indirectly from the cotton produced by the millionard slaves. By the time the enslaved were emancipated, they comprised the largest single asset in America. $3 in $1860 more than all the other assets in the country combined. The method of cultivating this asset was neither gentle cajoling nor persuasion, but torture, rape, and child trafficking. Enslavement reigned for 250 years on these shores. When it ended, this country could have extended its hallowed principles, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to all regardless of color but America had other principles in mind. And so for a century after the Civil War, black people were subjected to a relentless campaign of terror, a campaign that extended well into the lifetime of Majority Leader McConnell. It is tempting to divorce this modern campaign of terror, of plunder, from enslavement. But the logic of enslavement, of white supremacy, respects no such borders. And the god of bondage was lustful begat many heirs, coup d'etats and convict leasing, vagrancy laws and debt peonage, redlining and racist GI bills, poll taxes and state-sponsored terrorism. We grant that Mr. McConnell was not alive for Appomattox, but he was alive for the electrocution of George Stinney. He was alive for the blinding of Isaac Woodward. He was alive to witness kleptocracy in his native Alabama, in a regime premised on electoral theft. Majority Leader McConnell cited civil rights legislation yesterday, as well he should, because he was alive to witness the harassment, jailing, and betrayal of those responsible for that legislation by a government sworn to protect them. He was alive for the redlining of Chicago and the looting of black homeowners of some $4 billion. Victims of that plunder are very much alive today. I am sure they'd love a word the majority leader, but they know, this committee must know, is that while emancipation dead bolted the door against the bandits of America, Jim Crow wedged the windows wide open, and that is the thing about Senator McConnell's something, it was 150 years ago, and it was right now, the typical black family of this country has one-tenth the wealth of the typical white family. Black women die in childbirth at four times the rate of white women. And there is, of course, the shame of this land of the free, boasting the largest prison population on the planet, of which the descendants of the enslaved make up the largest share. The matter of reparations is one of making amends, indirect redress, but it is also a question of citizenship. In H.R. 40, this body has a chance to both make good on its 2009 apology for enslavement, and reject fair-weather patriotism to say that a nation is both its credits and its debits, that if Thomas Jefferson matters, so does Sally Hemings, that if D-Day matters, so does Black Wall Street, that if Valley Forge matters, so does Fort Pillow, because the question really is not whether we will be tied to the somethings of our past but whether we are courageous enough to be tied to the whole of them. Your
0: attendance
2: and you're recognized for five minutes. Sir. My dad used to come home drunk every day. Hi, guys, hope you all are doing well. We're going to listen to a video from the CNBC YouTube channel was dated June 1st, 2020, Robert Johnson, founder of RLJ Companies and BET, tells CNBC's Squawk Box, America must make reparations for slavery in order to address racial inequality. Okay, he's already speaking. Let's see. We missed part of it creation and wealth generation
0: and to do that we must bring the descendants of slaves into equality with this nation and that's what i propose in this 14 trillion dollar proposal to provide reparations not only for the sin or the atonement of the sin of slavery and temporism and Desegregation, both de facto and the juror, but to cause America to live up to the concept and the notion that this nation was born on the idea of American exceptionalism. And if we take that big leap, I am convinced that the problems that we confront today can be solved, but it takes a big bold action. And $14 trillion in reparation for damages visited upon the, the uh, heirs of slaves is an appropriate statement. Bob, how would, uh, and, and this is, we spoke about many times, I don't think you've ever embraced uh, such a, a radical idea, and this is new for you, and I've seen it put forward before, uh, and, and not taken... So, in to all the way to mainstream thinking, and I think that you're embracing it is probably going to get a lot of people talking about this. How would, where would the 14 trillion come from? I mean, lately, we've we've been thinking we can do three trillion here, three trillion there. This would be through uh, some type of wealth transfer from, from the haves to uh, from people that have the money, the the wealthy individuals. Where would that 14 trillion come from? Well, um, let me just say, on the contrary. I put out this statement uh, on it's on my website, been on my website since 2019 really? about the need for this reparation. So I'm, I'm not new to this, this challenge. But to the point you're making is that wealth transfer is exactly what's
3: needed. Think about this: For 200 plus years or so of
0: slavery, labor taken with no compensation is a wealth transfer. Denial of access to education, which is a primary driver to accumulation of, of income and wealth, is a wealth transfer. The housing uh, program that we at all in America believe in, that your house is your, your home is your castle, and therefore the government has historically subsidized mortgage lending by allowing you to deduct the private taxes. But think of this. African Americans with no accumulation of wealth cannot afford to meet the down payments of home ownership, and therefore they live in apartments and where there is no deductibility for the interest they pay on their lease, for the income they pay on their lease. That's why today, African Americans are about 40% of home ownership. White Americans are 70 plus percent of home ownership. When you put all of these factors together lack of access to education, lack of access to home ownership, the primary source of wealth for most middle income Americans, and discrimination, you have had for the past 200 years, in effect, a wealth transfer from white Americans away from African Americans
2: thank you thank you for listening thank you for your support
1: Creativity is not being afraid to fail. Creativity is intelligence having fun. Have your fun with the anchor.fm app for podcasts. B, C, everything under the sun, you can learn for free.
2: 7th, 2020 at 9 p.m. Amended in Senate July 7th, 2020. And before I get started, I just wanted to comment on some of the naysayers and the negativity comments that suggest that California never owned slaves and other other nonsensical comments that have no basis. In fact, Biddy Mason was a woman enslaved. She walked along the wagon of her... um, Guess you would call him a slave trader, slave owner, colonist. She walked while he and his family rode in the wagon train. She walked on foot from Ohio to California. That's 3,000 some miles. Betty Mason is the founder of los angeles she owned what is now considered downtown los angeles and beyond there the historic adams district and the area where usc's campus is and Everything that was considered Los Angeles in 1781 was when it was incorporated, I, I recall. Even prior to that, she was buying and buying and buying and buying property. But before she became the founder, original owner of the property that was later sold to others and later incorporated she was enslaved and this information is available online everywhere not hard to find at all and so much more so for those who feel as though pull yourself up by your bootstraps and I never owned slaves, it's time to do some research. Okay. Will the assembly bill that we were talking about, assembly bill number three one two one course it's rather long and legal legal lease with a lot of government codes and titles of the government codes sections legislative consuls digests before they really get into saying that they voted to enact the following. And, of course, they list many, many codes and sections. And here's one, Section 8301A the legislature makes the following findings and declarations. One, more than 4 million Africans and their descendants were enslaved in the United States and the colonies that became the United States from 1619 to 18. 65 inclusive. Well, see, that's news to me because I always believed what I was told was the majority of the slaves were sent into South America and the Caribbeans and that less than a half million were in the North American, uh, in the United States. But well, this says more than 4 million Africans and their descendants were enslaved in the United States. And that means what we mistakenly call North America. And North America includes Canada, and America includes Canada, United States, and South America And Central America. So here they clearly say. More than 4 million Africans. And their descendants. Were enslaved in the United States. And the colonies that became. The United States from. 1619 to. 1865. Inclusive. So that's just an example of. Why we all have been miseducated, <laughs> including starting with moi, with me. I have been miseducated, misled, and left for dead. Because these numbers are, are, um, from studies at the highest level of California government. And they can't afford to be too far off of off of the numbers because the purpose of doing this study is to generate some sort of equity in terms of financial equity or or other types of um, reparations. So they can't afford to just make up these numbers. Let's look at number two the institution of slavery was constitutionally and statutorily sanctioned by the United States from 1789 through 1865 inclusive. Again, number two, the institution of slavery was constitutionally and statutorily sanctioned by the United States from 1789 through 1865, inclusive. Well, that would have included California. Because I believe it was around 17... 81 when it was incorporated, but it was considered Los Angeles, the part that Biddy Mason owned, downtown, what we call downtown now. That was there before incorporation in the areas outside of or just adjacent to downtown Los Angeles, which is not exactly a small area. Not at all. Even the Civic Center itself is a good-sized area. You could walk around the Civic Center and and um, around the perimeter there. And even if you're a fast walker in good shape, you're going to walk for a minimum if you're Olympian walker, you're going to walk for a minimum of 30 minutes. So, <laughs> This is laughable how people <laughs> have been so miseducated and so misled. I digress. We'll continue. Thank you for listening. <laughs>
1: Creativity is not being afraid to fail. Creativity is intelligence having fun. Have your fun with the anchor.fm app for podcasting learn the ABC, everything under the sun, you can learn for free.
3: Opening, Google Play Store.
2: Get a little, uh, a little irritated and annoyed with starting with myself and others as well for being uninformed when all this information is right here. It's right here, available online for us. If we only cared enough to seek it out. So, yeah, this is a a very emotional topic. So just be advised that no matter what your makeup is, what your belief system, your background, your history And everyone really deserves to be treated fairly and always have been. Doesn't work out that way, but it's never too late to start.
3: Okay, we were looking at
2: The dictionary. Okay, sorry about that. Let's go to number three. It says the slavery that flourished in the United States constituted an immoral and inhumane deprivation of Africans' life, liberty, African citizenship rights, and cultural heritage, and denied them the fruits of their own labor. What that means is they were never paid for their labor. That the labor that built this country was free labor provided by the Africans, which constituted and still to this day constitutes a transfer of wealth. This is what Robert Johnson of B.E.T. and Tanahasi Coates is referring to a transfer of wealth away from the africans in form in the form of their life their liberty their citizenship rights their cultural heritage and their actual actual fruits of their labor denied the fruits of their own labor taken away from them and Everyone else has benefited from it but them and their descendants. Okay. Number four, a preponderance of scholarly, legal, and community evidentiary documentation as well as popular culture markers constitute the basis for inquiry into the ongoing effects of the institution of slavery and its legacy of persistent systemic structures of discrimination on living African Americans and society in the U.S. In the United States. I'm glad they put. On living African Americans. And society. Because. Not only. Are the descendants of African Americans. Entitled to reparations. For their harm. But the whole society has suffered. The whole society has suffered. So. So that includes the entire country, has suffered unrelentlessly, unrelentless discrimination and harassment. Number five. Well, let me read four again because it's rather long. And I'm, like I said, I'm, um, having sort of like a side effect from (laughs) from the (laughs) the shock of all this information. Number four, a preponderance of scholarly, legal, and community evidentiary documentation, as well as popular culture markers constitute the basis for inquiry into the ongoing effects of the institution of slavery and its legacy of persistent systemic structures of discrimination on living African Americans and society in the United States. I just wish they had said, All the citizens or all humanity in the United States because you have to set aside citizenship. The people in the country are all a part of the systemic racism and the systemic structures of discrimination. Moving right along, number five, following the abolition of slavery, the United States government at the federal, state, and local levels continued. And let me back up. Because it did not say except California for those who believe California is holier holier than thou (laughs) let me back up number five (coughs) following the abolition of slavery the United States government at the federal state and local levels continued to perpetuate condone and often Profit from practices that continued to brutalize and disadvantage African Americans, including sharecropping, convict leasing, Jim Crow laws, redlining, unequal education. And disproportionate treatment at the hands of the criminal justice system, exhibit A. And all of that is thriving. It's practiced in thriving today. All across the country. Including California. For those who. Think California had no. Part in this. Okay. Thank you for listening. And we'll continue. In a few minutes.
1: the FM app for podcasting, learn the ABC, everything under the sun.
2: As a result of the historic and continued discrimination, African Americans continue to suffer debilitating economic, educational, and health hardships, including, but not limited to, all of the following. A having nearly 1 million black people incarcerated, B, an unemployment rate, more than twice the current white unemployment rate, C, an average of less than one-sixteenth of the wealth of white families, a disparity, That has worsened, not improved over time. B. It is the purpose of this chapter to establish a task force that will do all of the following. 1. Study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans as a result of, A, the institution of slavery, including both, the transatlantic and domestic, quote, trade, unquote, that existed from 1565 in Colonial Florida and from, 1619 to 1865 inclusive, was in the other colonies that became the United States and that included the federal and state governments that constitutionally and statutorily supported the institution of slavery, be the de jure and de facto discrimination against freed slaves and their descendants from the end of the Civil War to the present, including economic, political, educational, and social. Discrimination. Okay, sounds like they get it. Yeah, sounds like they're on point. C. The lingering negative effects of the institution of slavery and the discrimination described in paragraphs 5 and 6 of subdivision. A. On living African Americans and on society in California and the United States. D. The manner in which instructional resources and technologies are being used to deny the inhumanity of slavery and the crime against humanity of people of African descent in California and the United States. And we'll pick up with some more after this quick break. Thank you.
1: see everything under the sun you can learn from
2: Complicity in the southern based institution of slavery. F. The direct benefits to societal institutions, public and private, including higher education, corporate. 2. Recommend appropriate ways to educate the California public of the task force's findings. 3. Recommend appropriate remedies in consideration of the task force's findings on the matters described in this section, for submit to the legislature the report completed pursuant to section 8301.1, together with any recommendations. And I warn you, it's very long. Try to just cherry pick my way along here to see what might be interesting to more than just the California residents. Article 2, Task Force to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the United States. 8301.1 Section A There is hereby established the task force to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the U.S., Task force B the task force shall perform all of the following duties one identify, compile and synthesize the relevant corpus of evidentiary documentation of the institution of slavery that existed within the United States and the colonies that became the United States from 1619 to 1865 inclusive, the task forces documentation and examination shall include the facts related to all of the following. And I apologize if it gets really emotional for me and for you I haven't combed through this ahead of time because this is uh not something I would want to keep back from people. It's news we can use so didn't wanna stall this one out. A the capture and procurement of Africans. Be the transport of africans to the united states and the colonies excuse me the transport of africans to the united states and the colonies that became the united states for the purpose of enslavement including their treatment during transport the sale and I'm sorry, section C, the sell and acquisition of Africans as chattel property in interstate and intrastate commerce. Okay, it doesn't exclude California. If you notice there's no clause in here that excludes California so far. D. The treatment of African slaves in the colonies and the United States, including the deprivation of their freedom, exploitation of their labor, and destruction of their culture, language, religion, and families. E. The extensive Extensive denial of humanity, sexual abuse, and chattelization of persons. Okay, let's take a short break. Here, be right back. Thank you.
1: Creativity is not being afraid to fail. Creativity is intelligence having fun. Have your fun with the anchor. Everything under the sand, you can learn for free.
2: laws that discriminated against formerly enslaved Africans and their descendants who were deemed United States citizens from 1868 to the present. G, letter G, the other forms of discrimination public and private sectors against freed African slaves and their descendants who were deemed United States citizens from 1868 to the present, including redlining, educational funding discrepancies, and predatory financial practices all are still thriving to this day. Part H, the lingering negative effects of the institution of slavery and the matters described in this section on living African Americans who are descendants of persons Enslaved in the United States and on society in the United States. Seems a lot of this is repetitive. Part 2. Recommend appropriate ways to educate. Yeah, this is repetitive. Recommend appropriate remedies. How... Recommendations come a part A. Well, we'll need three in order to make, for A to make sense. Three recommend appropriate remedies in consideration of the task forks findings on the matters described in this section. In making recommendations, the task force shall address, among other issues, all of the following. Part A. How the recommendations comport with international standards of remedy for wrongs and injuries caused by the state that include full reparations and special measures as understood by various relevant international protocols, laws, and findings that I can say from first-hand experience, California at its best can really shine when it comes to the legal Field and laws, the implementation of laws and the, the state really is a uh, does a great job, but not perfect but works very hard to do uh, the best it can. When it comes to the law, sometimes overzealous and sometimes gets it very, very wrong and backwards, but not for lack of trying. Part B, how the state of California will offer a formal apology on behalf of the people of California for the perpetration of gross human rights violations and crimes against humanity on African slaves and their descendants. And I will open a parenthesis and say the citizens, international citizens, and the reason why I say that is because this is an international city and it's an international hub where people are here, sometimes have their homes here part of the year or for years at a time. So it's it's um, an international city. And if they're going to be thorough, they're going to have to broaden the scope of this study to include more than just the African slaves and their descendants, which I am one, so I'm not trying to diminish the focus at all or the atrocities at all because I have, and I still am living with the horrendous effects of this unfortunate tragedy, but Living in an international city, I've seen more than I care to tell you about life and the things that uh, are covered in, in this document. And it's not something you can really describe. You have to really see it firsthand. You have to observe it draw your own conclusions but again this is an international city and I believe it always was part C how California laws and policies that continue to disproportionately and negatively affect African Americans as a group and perpetuate the lingering material and psychosocial effects of slavery can be eliminated. And that's outstanding. Part D, how the injuries resulting from matters described in this subdivision can be reversed and how to provide appropriate policies, programs, Projects and recommendations for the purpose of reversing the injuries outstanding. Part E How, in consideration of the task force's findings, any form of compensation to the descendants of enslaved Africans is calculated. And we'll pick up with Part F. In a few minutes. Thank you so much.
1: with the FM app for podcasting, learn the ABC, everything under the sun, you can learn for free.
2: They're repeating some of the sections again and again. Skipping down to the very bottom, Article 6, Reparations, Section Five. Any State Level Reparation Actions that are undertaken as a result of this chapter are not a replacement for any reparations enacted at the federal level and shall not be interpreted as such. Well, that's important. 8301 any state-level reparation actions that are undertaken as a result of this chapter are not a replacement for any reparations enacted at the federal level and shall not be interpreted as such. Article 7 Termination In 8301.7, this chapter shall remain in effect until July 1, 2023, and as of that date is repealed. Well, this information can change at the stroke of a pen. That's how they roll in Sacramento, and they will use the power of the pen. So the information may have already been changed by the time I've recorded it, but if you want to see it for yourself, it's online at ledginfo, dot Legislature.ca.gov forward slash Faces F-A-C-E-S forward slash Bill Text Appreciate you listening. great weekend. Welcome in everyone. Welcome back. We're going to listen to a rebroadcast from the companion
3: to this show.